You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> wow, that's that's quick, impressive. Quick, quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. Jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fight you get better. Well, I don't know what's serious. worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of Ass Line News, not to be confused with Headline News. We're just going to give it to you a little differently today. Uh, I will be your host and anchor, Fat Thor. With me today, I've got our investigative journalist and U.S. reporter, hey. Grinch, our foreign correspondent. Haas, who is abroad, Konnichiwa. And, our, and our sports and entertainment reporter, Big Mag. And we are happy to be here. We're going to be bringing you all of the headlines. Really? This is what you're Aww. doing? Aww. Get out of camera shot. Jesus Christ. Uh, so we are here to bring you all the most important stories with our ass line news. Happy everybody's here. How's everybody doing today? Good. Oh, My ass is good. Well, all right. Good, good, Jim. good. Nice all and right. firm and tone. And by the way, dude, you're not fat, Thor. You're fluffy. He's like a marshmallow. He's, he's all soft and you know. Gooey. Stop it. We are working. Let's keep going. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into our drinks. Mac, we're going to let you go first as our uh, sports and entertainment correspondent today. What are you drinking, brother? Uh, I made a PB and J. No, no, no. So, uh, but what, what are you drinking? Not what am I drinking? Yeah, the uh, the not the what you're jerking. Peanut. I can imagine what you're jerking. What are you drinking? Uh. Well, for that's what I'm jerking. It's about 12 inches. Um, <laughs> you folded it in half. 12 <laughs> inches of dreams and fantasies. Oh, it. And, yeah. All right. Um, but what is it? Right, PB&J. Well, you you know, had I this tried, before. I have done this once before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so circle back, when, back to it. Uh, it's the uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey with a little yes. bit of uh, grape liqueur. All right. He circumcisioned back to it. I like it. There you go. A uh, little PB&J in your mouth. Mm, yummy, yummy. Uh, all right. How is our investigative journalist doing today? Grinch, what did you bring to the table to drink? I am doing the Kentucky Buck. Oh, in a you cup know, we, or a barrel. Cup. We have our bell cow and he inspires when he's here. And when he wasn't here, it was upsetting. That was sad. It was. And so to honor him, I have done the Kentucky Buck. That was awfully thoughtful. Yeah, I right. don't think I need to explain it. No. no. At this point, if you do, there's a problem. <laughs> Feel free, anybody, to go out and Google Kentucky Buck. I'm sure you'll have Big Mac's face right next to it. All right, Haas, what about you, brother? What did you bring to the well, table today in your foreign correspondence role? Interesting, and coincidentally, um, I, too, was also sad that Mac wasn't here last week and very pleased that he decided to join us again this weekend. You know, he didn't have any other pressing you matters that were way, way more important <laughs> than us, because heaven fucking forbid. <laughs> but in honor of his sweetness and, and, and just all-around awesomeness, I have a Kentucky buck. Nice. Excellent. What a little different, a little mm. different type of copper cup, but... We get it. I do. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate that from our foreign office. Uh, I oh. will go last then as the host and anchor. Um, I decided to go completely oh, different. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Can, can I guess? Did you make a <laughs> Moscow mule? I, I did, as a matter of fact. Look at you. The only difference is I subbed out uh, vodka for bourbon, and so it's going to look and taste a lot like a Kentucky buck. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> the mm. worst part was... Is, 
I thought that about my, making one. That was actually my original uh-huh. drink before uh-huh. I swapped you to the PB and J. We actually rolled the dice that it we might were hoping. We did. We hoped. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Shit. Uh, all right. So three Kentucky Bucks and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, so hold on, but Mac, you, you almost had a what instead of the PB and J? Kentucky a uh, Kentucky Buck. Okay, cool. So see now a Tennessee Thor can, deer. Thor, Thor, Thor can like sub that in vocally. Right. To I'm going to go back and I'm going to dig out the episode where he had a Kentucky Buck and I'll just stitch that in right Wait, there. Which one? Right. 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 I've got plenty <laughs> to choose from. All right, gentlemen. Uh, to all of our reporters out there in the field, I say welcome. Cheers. 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 And let's have a good episode. All right. On this episode of Assline News, we're going to be covering a number of different stories around the globe. So let's waste no time. Let's jump into the first one. Uh, I'm going to let all of us kind of talk about these, even though, you know, you may have particular bends on all of the stories we're going to talk about. But the first one I'd like to discuss is this, because I do want to keep us on track. It is that one. All right. And let's go to work. So the first story that we're going to be discussing here is the latest, the latest from our president, Joseph Biden, in the State of the Union address and the shit show. What? Oh, that was not, not that was right, 10 move, seconds. Move, that was moving long. on. 10 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Let's go. Next, next topic. I don't, I don't know how to work this thing. You and technology clearly are, are, Is that are not, friends. Let's do that. Let's 10 hours. Poor guy. 10 seconds, 10 hours. There's got to right. be a sweet, I feel like there's a sweet spot in there right. somewhere. That's what his wife says. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so oh, our first, no, it's wet spot. Wet <laughs> spot. Our first story ah, that we're going to enough. cover today is going to be the State of the Union address by our sitting president, Joseph Biden, and the kind of shit show that revolved around that. I don't know if anybody watched that or saw the notes on that or any of the information about that, but it was despicable, disgusting, and just completely unnecessary. So, you know... Haas, I know you being the foreign correspondent out of the country, this may not be on your radar, but I wasn't aware of maybe you have uh, I mean, heard or I'm seen still, I'm still American, so yeah, I still I follow American okay. politics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Grinch, know. you were going to say something. Oh, I just I was going to in response to your question. No, I didn't watch it. Um, uh, you, you, I think I made mention of this. I think it's a relic. I, I you mean the process all, of it? it well, it, it's just it's gotten to where it's so stupid. Right. You clap for certain parts, you don't for others. And it, anyway, I mean, I got it. It's the best way, or that's the way we've always, you know, rolled out the president's vision for the coming year um, in February. I just think it's, I don't know, it's theater at this point. It's, it is. And the despicable part about this particular set of theater was that the Republican Party decided that they were going to voice their displeasure through the entire thing, mm-hmm. um, led by none other than. We all know and despise Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, in my opinion, should yeah. have no voice in Congress and yet has seemed to find a way to have one. Uh, and would she would apparently shout the word liar from the seats. And and I guess the sitting majority leader, Kevin McCarthy, uh, I guess, had said, I'm going to during this speech. Uh, I'm going to be respectful of Biden and I am and asking that my party does the same thing. Clearly, that didn't happen. And uh, it demonstrated that he has an incredibly loose grasp on his own fucking party politics. Yeah. Well, well, not only that, he, he's in charge of a bunch of fucking children. He is. I mean, that, you know, they're not adults at this point. If that's the way you're, you know, 
No, and it, and that's funny that you mentioned the word child because one of the things that was actually mentioned by both parties is we were going to be the adults in the room tonight. And that obviously did not come to pass. And I guess he eventually started trying to shush his own party and, you know, tried to settle them out. And that didn't work because they're just an unruly bunch. And to Biden's credit, he apparently didn't seem to have a problem sparring with the Republicans as they shouted at him. And they, his own party said it was actually one of the best things he did for himself was not just yeah. kind of pushing show, his a, show a backbone. He did. Mm -hmm. And so I, I guess I was impressed by that. Now, yes, Grinch, I think it is a relic, the State of the Union. And one of the things they say is any sitting president, when they're doing the State of the Union, they don't go into it with the intent of, hey, this is all the good things I did. But a lot of times that's what it devolves to. You yeah, know, it, I mean, it sets the stage, especially if you're going to, you know, going into an election year. Um, you know, you're trying to summarize your achievements while laying out the vision. I, 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 I don't have an issue with what it is. I have an issue with what it's become. Right. I mean, we're even tracking st status statistically. How many claps? How many standing? Mm -hmm. How many cheers? It's like, who gives a shit? And that's not a barometer that tells you whether or not it's good or bad. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> wh what those 500 people in a room are doing doesn't really affect me in terms of their behavior. But it is kind of disappointing to watch this happen. And, and the State of the Union is supposed to be a way to kind of unionize both sides of the aisle. And clearly, there couldn't be a larger divide than we currently yeah, have. Yeah, I think it clearly just polarizes both sides now. Right. And yes, it is sad that we're moving into an election <clears throat> cycle. 53% of Democrats don't think Joe should run again. I but mean, the man is 80. I, I was going to say, is. I'm not sure that I can uh, <laughs> argue, <laughs> argue with right. him on that. But but then who becomes your your, you know, Front your runner? next best option, right? Right. I don't know. Uh, again, it was despicable. It was disgusting. I hated to see it, hated reading about it. You know, it just, like I said, it, all it does is speak to the division in this country and how wide it's gotten and how wide it continues to get. So, uh, you know, if you haven't, if you didn't see it, if you were fortunate enough not to see it, but you went back and looked it up, I mean, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's plenty of video footage out there on YouTube, the way people were behaving and acting in the room. Uh, but yeah, so that's our first story of the night. Let's move on. The next story, Mac, this next story, I'm going to pull you in as our sports and entertainment writer. Um, we talked about January 1st. We talked about the Rolling Stones releasing the top 200 greatest artists list. Singers. Yeah. Singers. I apologize. <laughs> well, Billboard decided they were going to follow up with the 50 greatest rappers of all time. And I sent this out. I wanted everybody to see it and get, obviously, from our sports and entertainment person, you're reporting. I'd like to know what you thought of this list and, and did it pass muster? You know, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't this week look. I did. No, I did look. Oh. I did look, but I did not get a chance to kind of go through the entire list um, to kind of see where everybody fell out on it. Yeah, you, know, you saw my my take. Obviously, Biz Marquee was not number one, right? Uh, <laughs> so I'm calling bullshit on the whole list right right off the bat. Um, no, there there were some some folks in the list that you know. Uh, number one is Jay Z. I don't. I I mean, definitely you know should be in the top. Was well, it top 50, but I don't know if he's number one. Well, again, um, is he there because of not only what he's done for rap, but with Rock Aware and the things that he's doing with his own brand? It's more than I, just rapping. I mean, when's the last time that dude put out a fucking album? Exactly, right? And then you look at Kendrick Lamar at number two. You know, I, I mean, again, you know, I, I have not scrolled all the way through, but you've got Nas at number three. I've gone to number four, and I haven't even seen Dr. Dre. 
Uh, he's deep. He's deep in it. I, yeah. I know, right? Which it, it throws me off a little bit with with everything that he's contributed to the uh, to the rap world. Uh, Tupac at number four, I can I can buy into that. Um, Eminem at number five, mm, maybe not so much. So you put Eminem at number five and Dr. Dre at forty. Now, I guess if we were talking greatest producers of all time, Dre is in a whole different category at that point. Yeah, but you know, I mean, he's also you know. A great rapper in his own in right. his own right. So, you know, you've got you know, I think Snoop Dogg and Eminem both above Dr. Dre. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to go through really with a fine tooth comb, but you know, Kanye West at number eleven. Um, I didn't realize this, <laughs> the list of top you know Jew haters, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, before I really quickly, I just want to roll this out. So the difference between Rolling Stone. And Billboard, to Billboard's credit, they did put out their list of criteria. And it says, teams took into account the following criteria in no particular order. Body of work and achievements, charted singles, albums, gold platinum certifications, cultural impact and influence, how the artist's work fostered the genre's evolution, and longevity, years at the mic, lyrics, storytelling skills, and flow, vocal prowess. So those were the criteria that Billboard laid down for their people to use when determining this list and you've got 50 cent ahead of ice cube mm, no thank you uh moving right along um that is yeah. curious to me that 50 cent would be above even even in the top 50 yeah <laughs> i mean i'm sorry but 51 cent yeah yeah where's kilo yeah not even in, not on the list yeah see, that's that's a shame. Yeah. Well, I think Ja Rule wasn't on the list either. Yeah, I mean, he came out and actually said something about it too. Uh, yeah. yeah, his quote was, "There ain't fifty rappers dead, alive, or waiting to be born better than me." Right. His tweet. Yeah. Um. And, and again, he, in fairness to him, he does say, "At Billboard, congrats to everyone on the list, well deserved, but check my resume." Right. He's yeah, I mean. There's a lot of folks on here that, you know, you look at like Chuck D, number 34, I feel like he should be a lot higher uh, in terms of what he and Public Enemy brought to the, you know, the, the evolution the of the space. Of the yeah, industry, right. Because they were kind of there, you know, at the forefront of it. And, you know, 50 Cent just kind of rode on their coattails along with Eminem. And and again, not no disrespect to them as, as artists. You know, I think they're fantastic at what they do, but they did not help, you know, necessarily define the, the genre right um so to have some of these folks ahead of them or you know behind yeah there's dr dre at 40 um buster rhymes is on the list ice t is like 45 i mean ice t at least and i guess to some i, I feel like queen latifah D, should be way higher than 40 well i feel the same way about ludicrous in terms of too high, too low, I think you should be higher. Okay, well, and again, because yeah. I was going to say, like your your Chuck D from Public Enemy and your Ice T, not only did they do a lot for rap, but they did cross genre shit. Right. I mean, who else on that list did that? Yeah, I mean, Jesus, Ice T is you know on what the sixth iteration of uh, NCIS or whatever mm -hmm. now or Law and Order. Right, but he also <laughs> did Body Count, which was he did Body heavy Count. Metal. He did movies. I mean, he was kind of one of the first rappers to really kind of branch out and do. A lot the of full stuff. media stuff, right? Um, but then, like I say, you know, you look at like Queen Latifah, she she's way down on the list, and I feel like she's you know again I mean, it, for what she brought to the production cool at that time. He's on the as list. 14, he was, yeah, he yeah. was 14. at a minimum. I Queen Latifah should be where Nicki Minaj is. 
Right. Oh, how the fuck is, at, yeah, how is Nick even ahead of Queen Latifah? Yeah. Okay, okay. so again, before we, we get too far down the rabbit hole, uh, it, it's it's like any list. It's it's subject to the person reading the list and the person making the list. Um, right. This this may you know run D, you know rev run from run DMC is forty nine. Seems um, really low. Considering that run seems DMC like kind way of low. stage for a lot of pioneers. Rappers. Right. Yeah. No. And you've got nobody from the Beastie Boys on here. I was about to say. I'm you know, which I think again. You know, you could say, well, maybe they're not rap. They do a lot of everything, but I would say <laughs> th- th- they, they should be considered in the list for sure. I I may be mistaken. I thought they got entered into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Beastie Boys. Did. I believe. I'm sure that they, they did. They didn't. It's a shame. Yeah, I, I believe they did. And 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 again, this is neither here nor there, but only one white guy on the list, and that's Eminem. And you're telling me Beastie Boys didn't pave the road for that happening? Right. Mm-hmm. In that genre? Come on. Look, all right, so real quick around the room. Rolling Stones, we had our opinion about that. Billboard, Mac, does hot it pass Hot garbage. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, hot garbage. Okay. He, he, he summed everybody. it up for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't take as much issue with the <laughs> rapper list because I just don't I don't know as much about in the terms of the music. Right. You know, um, and like the ins and outs of the industry and producers and so forth. Um I felt like I knew more about the Rolling Stone list, um, but you could probably poke a lot of holes in that. But at the end of the day, I feel the same way. Like if you're on it or not on it, I, I think you're sleeping just fine. <laughs> yeah. Because your paycheck yeah. is still coming in. <clears throat> yeah. These are All a right. lot of wealthy motherfuckers who probably don't exactly. this shit. And I'm sorry, Sir Mix-a-Lot not making the list. Um, are you serious? Yeah, he's not on the list. Possible. Yeah. <laughs> I, who's the person that did? I, I need to write an email. They, they were strongly idiot. worded, a strongly worded. Email. I mean, let me know. If you can rap about buttermilk biscuits, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a tall task. What, yeah. What else itself. is there in this world to do? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know why. Uh, what screen are you all seeing right now? Two minutes. Your, your countdown. Okay, just making sure. Okay. So I've got two minutes to talk about Swap Meet Louie. No, Baby got back. Uh, my hoopty. There you go. Well, I appreciate your take on the sports and entertainment Swass. take on that. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. All right. So this is something that has been in the news for a while now, and I definitely think it bears a conversation. And that is all of the interesting objects that seem to be floating over the United States and mm. then getting shot down. So, so hold on. I got a question because I got to be honest with you. So, again, you know, you guys I think you guys realized I wasn't on last week. Um, as I was so, you know, brutally ridiculed at the beginning of this uh, episode. You were very quiet. I mean, it wasn't brutal and it so, wasn't ridicule. It was, I honestly had no it was idea. Acknowledgement was... of sadness. Yeah. So I had no idea this was even going on until I got a text message from a buddy going, hey, are you outside looking up? Because we were actually in Wilmington last weekend walking mm-hmm. around the campus. <laughs> no idea this was going on. Could have easily probably looked right up in the sky. And seen this balloon cross over into uh, South Carolina before it was shot down. Yes. So I, you I, I don't know. It. Maybe I'm maybe I missed yeah. it, or I'm just not plugged in. But uh, I'm, I'm to your point. I'm certainly seeing you know more and more reports. There was one over Latin America, I believe, mm-hmm. and now there's been another one that was just shot down over Alaska and this one week. over Canada. Right? Is mm-hmm. that am I? I now are these yeah, they we know, are these said, all Chinese or do well, have they identified them? They, I mean, as far as I'm tracking, what they've said was they shot down an object over Alaska and they were tracking an object over Canada, but I don't I don't know the latest on that. 
nobody wants to come out and say. But what the United States said was they believe it is a it is a global effort for signal collection, intelligence gathering. And as a consequence, I think five or six Chinese affiliated companies have been put on. There's a name for the list and I can't think of it, but it means they can't have access to any you know, certain technology uh, that's American technology. Well, and I, th- I think the original thing, when, so so when they claimed it was a weather balloon, they actually uh-huh. had some <laughs> sacrificial lambs at some Chinese weather agency. They got fired, probably, you know, stoned, beaten, their families taken out as China, right? Um, to to kind of help solidify that bullshit story. Um, probably. And I yeah. mean, how do you lose? How do you lose in today's technology? track of you a weather balloon you don't. that then just starts floating over the United, you know, over if that's you what know, it was, you space. proactively tell the countries it's going to exactly, right. if you if you really know that's what it is, you would say, hey guys, we lost track of this, you know you're probably going to see it floating across you know, shoot it down when you want to, right? or mm. you know, whatever <laughs> but yeah, I'm like it's China, you know something sketchy is going on and Grinch, to answer your, you know, uh, with going back to what you said about the Canadian one, updated on Politico's website at 11.06 a.m. today, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it does say that an unidentified cylindrical object over Alaskan airspace and Canadian airspace was shot down. Okay. A separate object, and it violated Canadian airspace yesterday. But we, but we don't know if this was some sort of a Chinese weather balloon yeah, not or, saying. you know, extraterrestrial activity. Right. Could be. Right. You know? Because conspiracy theories yeah. believe in aliens. Area 51 in and, Canada. And this led to uh, uh, Anthony Blinken canceling his trip you know, to China, which was going to be the first in quite some time. Um, and it's uh, if you look at the articles, some say five companies, some say six. Uh, Reuters says six Chinese companies have been blacklisted. It's an export blacklist. We call them deny lists in today's. Uh, we don't. We don't want to have to cancel you, Grinch. So let's go with deny list. Deny list. Well, okay. I see the confusion. It's five companies and one research institute. Okay. So, so do, do you do you know what companies? I mean, are they like tech companies or? Um. Well, they all feed into supporting quote China's military modernization efforts, specifically the People's Liberation Army's aerospace programs, including airships and balloons. I can probably guarantee you which company isn't on that list, and that's TikTok. <laughs> we, we still want everybody's facial recognition uh, stored in Chinese mm-hmm. databases. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, being added to the list makes it hard for targeted companies to obtain U.S. tech exports. Who knew after this long that balloon warfare would be uh, would be making a comeback? Well, I read yeah. a good article that said why. The reason why is because it's actually a little more reliable. It's a lot cheaper. Low tech, um, baby. And, and if it's shot down, it's not that expensive. Right. It's um, not like putting yeah, a, it, yeah. a million dollar drone in the air. What, right. That or using satellites is not you. It, it it lasts longer because it doesn't need to be refueled or satellites. You know, they move with the orbit and all that kind of stuff or keeping them in, in a certain position costs a lot of money. So it's just, you know, less a lot more bang for your buck. <laughs> Although I do have one chief concern. So this is supposedly the first one. The first balloon was from China and it crossed the entire United States before they shot it down. Well, I think the the reasoning behind that obviously was, you know, if you shoot it down over 
you know, the continental United States, you don't know what kind of fallout could happen. You know, I mean, if something were to happen and injure Americans on the ground, um, that, that would be bad probably that, for the, that would be really bad. Maybe for it's the bad. Union address. And, and, and if you, you know, don't know what's in it, I mean, you yeah, know, some what if it's loaded, yeah. What if it's loaded <laughs> right. with anthrax? I mean, or something, Fair you know, point. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, it yes. may have been a weapon delivery test, you know, or something. Yeah. They're like, let's just see how far it gets before they notice it. You know? I mean, they pretty much said once it hits Myrtle Beach, we don't care. You know, <laughs> if, if Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, Beach, if Myrtle <laughs> Beach gets wiped off, you know, we lose Danny McBride, maybe. Right. That's it. <laughs> uh, hours. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I understand the thought process there. But then the next two, it's like. Why not? Since you know you just had this happen, why would it have even crossed into Alaskan airspace? The well, minute you know it, you shoot it the fuck down. Yeah. Well, but can can you shoot it down before it crosses? I, I, you know, and I don't know, Grinch. Maybe you know the answer to this better uh, than I do. But can you shoot it down before it crosses your airspace without it being considered an act of war? Maybe. Or, or yeah, I mean, I think I, I, you know, I imagine it is a lot like um, uh, um, naval guidance. You know, you've got your international waters, and you've got your protected. Waters, zones, right, you know, space. so there's probably some zones that it's like it's coming. We know it's coming, and there's really not much they can do about it. <laughs> yeah, and it, since it's over Alaska, there's probably plenty of places it could land. Or, or they you just know, they, they got smart. They're like, let's wait till it's over Canada. Well, and well, yeah, right. The, it's Canada. <laughs> once they had the first one and had a maybe a better sense of what it was, they could check some blocks of safety concerns to say, no, it's not a nuclear bomb, you know, no, but like, you don't know. Right. I mean, because, okay. <laughs> right. First one, the first one is the Trojan horse, right. You know, or, or mm -hmm. you know, we sent this over, you feel comfortable now. Guess what's in the next one. Now we're in their heads. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, now let me ask you this. Do you think China's the only one doing this? I mean, would you, would you be surprised if America's doing something very similar? I mean, maybe not with balloons, but, but clearly they're doing, you know, they're, they're spying going on on China from the U S and other countries. I mean, this is nothing new, I guess no, is my point. No, it's just how they're doing Stealing it. technology and so forth. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's different. Um, you know, they're kind of exploring a bit of a gap because we tend to go high altitude you know, aircraft and then into space, whereas they're trying to kind of nest in between those two, I guess. Um, I mean, I don't think either side is going to ignore a potential advantage if if it presents. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, and this was I, this is why I, th I think I buy into the fact that it's like a signal intelligence platform is. They've got satellites too. It's not like they can't take pictures of stuff, right? You know, and so um, for everybody that's freaking out, or they took a picture or this or that, I'm like, yeah, that's you and that phone you carry around. Are yeah, are Google already knows where you're at. Giving out China, data. China just hits yeah, hits Google's website. <laughs> and they can find you. The the SNL skit about the balloon was hilarious, um, and you know the balloon's talking, and he's like. Oh, you're so worried about your data, yet you send off your DNA to find out if you're 5% French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they literally have your DNA. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, that's the joke about TikTok, right? You know, everybody's like, you know, oh, do you want to see what your hair looks like, you know, long, or you want to see what your hair looks like blonde, you know, put your face in here and we'll take a picture and we'll store that on our Chinese servers and show yeah. you what you look like as a blonde. Exactly. No, but we you. now have all your facial recognition you know, stored on our yeah. server. And from I, that I guess point forward, every time you go in and out of a country, they know 
through facial recognition, where you are, and probably to a good degree where you're going within the country. So yeah. we're gonna we're we're I mean, gonna, guess the we're question gonna I... have an issue with a balloon floating, and yet people will still log on to TikTok. Mm-hmm. That, well, yeah, I mean, have you been on TikTok? There's a lot of no. good stuff out there to no, waste your time. I, with. I don't, I don't do that. So. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. Balloons over America. Doesn't matter who's sending them; they're shooting them the fuck down. Funzy times. All right, let's move on to our next article. Uh, Haas, as our foreign correspondent, I'd love to know your take if you have one. And that is on the recent 7.8 earthquake in Turkey mm. and Syria that has cost the lives of 33,000 individuals so far. And they expect the toll to possibly rise to 50,000. Um, yeah, I think um, the biggest takeaway is uh, more from the Syrian side, and I'm sure Grinch can speak to this more than I could. Um, it's just a shame that you have a country that is so duplicitous um, that nobody trusts to be able to go in and, and, and bring aid and help. And then they have the gall to turn around and call out the UN and be like, you motherfuckers can't come in and help us. You can help everybody mm-hmm. else. So you racist pricks, but you can't help us. And it's like, well, A, you don't really have the infrastructure. And B, we can't trust you not to kill us. You've been in a civil war for 12 years. <laughs> yeah, like, what what do you want from us, folks? Right. Um, I think that, that on top of, I, I know... Um, I know there were some Austrian rescue members who were uh, violently threatened and borderline attacked in Turkey, but they, they got that straightened out. And I think they got some military support and they, they took a break. They left, they got it, some support and kind of got everything calmed down and they went back in and helped out. But I mean, I mean, it's sad. It's tragic. Um, I know that uh, also in Turkey, they have created a, fund an organization of lawyers and government officials to help with um, suing some of the building manufacturers, because apparently these buildings were not up to code and they were supposed to be. I saw that. Um, And so um, Mm. again, also tragic that in the 21st century, that should not be a fucking thing. That should not be an issue. should be a non-factor. Yeah. Ask the folks down in Florida at the, uh, was it the sunrise condos? Yep. Same yeah, thing. but at the end of the day, if you're in, uh, from a Syrian perspective, if you're embroiled in a 12-year civil war, how are you even building buildings that are going to last long enough for it to matter? They're not going to spend the time doing the architectural necessities well, for it's, no, it's, knowing you're going to blow them up in a week. Right. It's weird because you can see pictures uh, of the one time the the mate the the one in the, in the name of the city eludes me, but the main city in Turkey they got hit the hardest. You can see an area where the same builder built off the buildings and there's buildings all around that that are perfect, not perfectly fine, but they're not rubble, right? right. They're not giant heaps like of that freaking is. concrete and, 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 and steel and, and whatever, like the others are. And so it, it was, it's, it's tragic, but it's even more tragic because some of this, or, or maybe even a good portion of this will know years from now uh, was probably somewhat avoidable. And then, like I said, uh, and, uh, and on the Syrian side, it's also sad and tragic that you know the UN wants to be able to go on, wants to be able to go and help, and and I think there's a other couple, a couple other nations that want to go in and help, but they just won't because they can't trust the situation there geopolitically and, and militarily. Right, they don't want to put their own people in harm's way. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was <clears throat> just reading the headline about the Israeli team that left uh, due to you know immediate threat and. I mean, yeah, that's the thing with Turkey. I mean, it, it wasn't so long ago. I don't remember how long now that, you know, Erdogan was potentially going to be overthrown, which led to the purging um, 
of just about anybody and everybody that had maybe ever studied abroad or trained with foreign elements or whatever associated with the you know attempted coup. Um, and since then, you know, it's a, it's a dictatorship <clears throat> for all intents and purposes, and it's also a very cultural country. So there's some navigating of difficult waters associated with trying to lend help. Because in some cases, you get the impression they'd rather just not have the help than have somebody in there that might be offensive to them from, you know, either their religious views or behaviors or whatever. And then Syria is just, Syria is a very complicated country still. Um, you know, yes, um, ISIS was driven out. Um, and, you know, what, uh, what, seven years ago? I don't even know what year this is right now. Um but it's not like it's a fully functioning nation with healthy emergency response systems. I mean, during that same period, if we recall, is when, you know, Russians were bombing parts of Syria and targeting hospitals and things of that nature in an attempt to shore up uh, fucking what's his name from Syria, who's still there in power. So it's like you couldn't have picked two, you know, two countries to, ha- to be more difficult to support. Um, than those two currently yeah because yeah. i'm trying to remember didn't pakistan deal with an earthquake maybe like 2014 something sounds familiar somewhere uh i don't remember when but it you know it's similar pakistan's a very complicated country with very difficult terrain they've got these the fatah the whatever zone um and so yeah i mean when you add complexity to an otherwise already very difficult situation it doesn't go well and you know, I guess they say, you know, we're what over, th- what'd you say, 33,000? Currently, it's probably yep. going to keep going. That's what they're saying. Could be upwards of 50,000 yeah, before it's done. Wow. The article I said is if they don't get to you within like 130 hours, I mean, you're dead of hot dehydration. Dehydration. Anyway. Right. Like yeah. there's just nothing. Matter. Yeah. Injuries sustained. You right. know, like, I mean, you could have, you could have gotten in a situation where you're like safe and you're not actually hurt. But if they can't get to you before you're dehydrated, that's it. Too bad. And, and to put it in perspective, obviously, as our foreign correspondent, you're in uh, Vienna, Austria. The di- the distance between Vienna and Istanbul, Turkey, which are the two closest points, uh, less than 800 miles. So that's like from where I live up to like Raleigh, North Carolina. Yep. So it's not that far away when you think of it in terms of that. And so, you know, and there um, are a number of countries that can help. But again, as Haas, as you said, people are hesitant to go in and help because of the concerns for their own safety just to do that. So the people there are going to suffer because of it. It's a real shame. The Pakistan earthquake, otherwise known as the 2005 Kashmir earthquake, uh, over 86,000 people died. It it was the deadliest earthquake in South Asia, surpassing the 1935, uh, uh, I'm going to pronounce this, Quetta, Q-U-E-T-T-A earthquake. Well, it's the shit you can't account for, right? A 7.8 fucking earthquake in that region with all the issues that they're having and the death toll is going to be considerably higher than it might've been with all the ex, uh, well, exigent circumstances. That would be a word Hoss would use mm-hmm. um, from the architectural issues to the hostility issues, the geopolitical standing of the, the area. So it's a shame and hopefully they can find a way to get this resolved and help the people that need it, but it does not look good for the region. So, all right, there's our next story done. Let's move on. Uh, We're going to come back home to the United States for this one. Um, And this is going to center around the Tyree Nichols beating 
and subsequent death of Tyree Nichols by police officers in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I just saw this article. It was just released recently of all of the individuals that were involved, the cops, the cops that were involved in the beating, all but one had prior issues from domestic <laughs> violence to one of the individuals was a former uh, security guard in a prison and was in, uh, I guess, not indicted, but was written up and I think terminated because of unprofessional conduct and was a part of a group that beat an inmate within an inch of his life. And it was in a 2015 assault of an inmate. And it was so disturbing that every other inmate on the cell block signed a letter to the corrections director talking about what happened. And I assume they let this individual go. His name is Demetrius Haley. And he was one of the cops involved in the beating of Tyree Nichols. And then they went and did an investigation and found that all of the other cops, save one, had been reported for some type of issue prior to this happening. So clearly that's a fucking issue. And I, and again, not trying to spend a lot of time on this. We've, we boxed it in at 10 minutes. So if you have something to say, please say it now. Well, I, I mean, we talked about this when the video was released and we, you know, the public was forewarned Disturbing. before it came out that it was going to be hard to watch. And it was, I mean, it's just, it, it it's despicable and short of like going after someone like ISIS. I just don't know how you treat another human like that. And as we discussed, he's getting conflicting commands. I, I wouldn't have known what the hell I was supposed to be doing. Right. And he's getting beat in the meantime. And it's like, try and concentrate and control what you're doing while being yelled at and beaten. And then, you know, on top of that, the, the history that of course tends to come back out or tends to come out of like, Oh Yeah probably was an issue and then you have emergency responders not doing anything you know culminating in, in this man's death right and it's yeah it's despicable it's it's disgusting to watch um uh it's hard to watch and i just don't get it you know you put on these body cams you have 2000 of these stupid cameras some of which had the footage that was used against them you know, right. to show what their actions right. were. Like, well, and, and that's the point, right? I, what I can't rectify or understand is how is it these individuals who are in positions of authority, who know they're being recorded and this shit will be reviewed and used as exhibit A, don't at any point in time think not only A, am I wrong or my actions wrong, but B, this is going to come back to blow up on me. Why am I doing this? I need to stop and course correct the situation. Yeah, and yeah. so my, my only thought is it's, it's a mob psychology mentality type, type situation where, you know, you have a bunch of supposed alphas, you know, in a situation and no one's, there's no, there's, there's a lot of chiefs and no Indians. Right. And so no one's going to step up and like, Hey fellas, should we back up and like, you know, reassess the situation and adjust accordingly. And, and again, according to reports and information that has now come to light, you have Demetrius Haley, who had a prior incident in 2015, the, along with ex-officers Tadarius Bean, Desmond Mills Jr., Emmett Martin III, and Justin Smith. All of those officers, except Tadarius Bean, had infractions in prior work record, policy violations, including using physical force during an arrest and failing to fill out forms related to it, failing to report domestic violence situations, and the list goes on. And it's just like, well, clearly there was something that indicated they had issues. Now you're putting all these guys together 
And then when something happens, like you said, it's a mom mentality. And, well, and, it, 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 and what's crazy is my understanding is when he got pulled over, he was never even told why he was pulled over or what the charge was. Right. And he, he did try to flee on foot. And, yeah. Right. And and again, people go, well, he fled on foot. Clearly, he was guilty of something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he was guilty of knowing that he was probably going to fucking get beat down and killed potentially. And boy, was he right. Right. Yeah. And it, and it is a fucking shame. And it's a shame that this is still the type of thing that we're dealing with here in this country after it has occurred. First and of world can... nation, all this money and technology. And this is where we're still at. Right. It's um, and, and it's disgraceful, too, because there are plenty of good public servants out there grinding every day to do right, to protect and serve. And then you get a bunch of fucking douche knuckles like this. And it's funny it's because... I want to go back to January 6th when that occurred. And when we did our episode about that, Grinch, you even made the comment like these were officers putting themselves in harm's way for the right reasons, doing the right thing. They should be applauded. You know, you felt bad for that situation. They didn't back down to the the mob mentality of the people, of the public that were trying to take over the Capitol at the time. And then in the reverse of that is then you see these people. Mm-hmm. Again, peace officers sent to serve and protect. And like you couldn't get more diametrically opposed between those two sets of officers. Yeah. And yet that's what we're still dealing with in this country. And 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 it comes down, I think, to a lot of it's just culture. What kind of culture are you fostering within your organizations? Like what kind of mindset are you creating for those that head out and you know on the streets? And and I, I'll be the first to say, and I think I've said this before. Police officers put up with a lot of bullshit, a lot of bullshit. I mean, there aren't too many people who get excited about getting pulled over or or being, you know, the subject to blue lights kicking on because it's going to cost you money or something or a headache. Right. That's usually where you go, even though they shouldn't pull you over or, you know, confront you with no reason for no reason. But that said, it's it's. It's just these shitheads that give the greater body a bad name and look. And right. and I and I still want to believe and I do that for every one of these guys, there's a there's a hopefully a greater number that are really good officers out there doing the right things and making a difference in their community. And yeah, I believe I, that I think 100%. you're hundred percent yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. The problem is that doesn't make for good news stories. You know, the officers that are out in the community you know, interacting with the folks on their, on their watch that, that doesn't sell, you know, ad time or, you know, make the news. It's, it's not sexy, right. You know, they want to report on, you know, and sensationalize. And I shouldn't say sensationalize because clearly this was a shit show of a situation, but that that's what makes the news, unfortunately. And it should, because it should be, you know, I mean, everybody should be aware that it's happening, but you know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I think there's a, I think for every one of those, I hope there's, you know, 10 people out there that are doing the exact opposite. Well, one can yeah. hope. One can hope. But again, uh, and this is sad to say, it's probably not something any of the four of us have ever experienced. I mean, I don't like getting pulled over. I'm always like, fuck what I do. Fuck, you know, and I'm sure we've all been there. But I don't sit there and go, I'm fearful for my life. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what that's like. Because again, you look at what we should be doing is we look at the the police service as they are yeah. serving and protecting. Clearly, if I got pulled over, I must have done something wrong potentially. But I never sit there when somebody walks up to my window and go, 
should I be afraid that I'm not coming out of this? Yeah, you don't, you know, and, and you know, again, you're right. We don't know what that feels like to when, when you get pulled over to think, am I going to get shot just for no reason whatsoever or, right. or beaten in this case? Um, you know, and, and clearly I'm sure it happens, but. But yeah, then I guess I mean, it begs the question, did an African-American individual have that same fear when an African-American cop walked up to his window? I yeah, think so. This was. I think, I think, well, yeah, exactly. And I was just trying to remember, uh, it was George Floyd was uh, was the other gentleman who was killed not long ago. And that's right. when uh, it's like an idiot kept his knee on his neck for like right. nine minutes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this... It's hard to say that this is a race issue in the sense that these were African-American police officers beating right. another African-American. But it's still a mindset, it's mindset, I think, of thinking lesser of a certain segment of society. I was going to say, it can still be a prejudice issue. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it doesn't have to necessarily do with race. It can, it can do with preconceived notions of, you know, who you think that individual is. And look, you know. None of us here are, are police officers, but they, they've got, I got to imagine, you know, seconds to ascertain a situation and, and determine, you know, what what's going on and whether, you know, whether they're going home or, you know, this other person's going home. And I, I can't imagine what that's like, but, you know, that I'd like to say that's what you're getting paid for, but God, they're, they're probably woefully underpaid for the job they do. So I, I think there's a lot of situations that, that, can be improved and in, I guess police force. Okay. And I would, I would completely understand with your argument there, except if it was, nope, you don't get to finish your argument. I'm a solo off. cop <laughs> walking up on a car. Fine. But this was five or six police officers versus one man. Like, come on. Man. And, uh, yeah. By, by no stretch of the imagination, am I trying to please and please. Oh, don't, I know. I know. Don't yes, flip absolutely. the script on me there. Right. Like you, you do in the past. Done in the past. <laughs> what? I, I know. Right. I am. You know, look, this was a shit show. They they screwed up. There's no doubt about it. Now I'm not trying to justify what happened in this situation. Um, you know, I just think, like you said, the fact that we're still still dealing with this, we, we've got to figure out how to correct it. Well, and and I suspect too, um, in terms of just fuel to this fire, um, figurative fuel. When you're a beat officer on the streets, you're the one dealing with the shit. And you don't get a lot of help. You don't, you know, you don't get answers when you say, I'm, I, this is a pain in the ass or every day we deal with this. Can somebody, whether it's um, service, you know, various service providers or whatever, step in. And instead there, when you have multiple layers, you just become the fall guy. Should anything go wrong? It's like, there's no win. You just got to deal with that daily frustration because nobody's coming in to help until it's so egregious that it hits at this level. And so this is potentially an outlet of anger that happened. It wasn't necessarily that guy. It could have been any guy that day, but it happened to be Tyree Nichols. And you go, who will it be now? Yeah. And I mean, I, I, you know, look, I saw it in the army. You just get handed down tasks and you're like, there's no way we have enough people to accomplish this. And they don't care. The task has been passed because somebody higher than them told them it had to get done. Right. Nobody had kind of the courage to step in between that to go, no, I'm going to be the buffer because you're screwing these, these guys and girls. And, and ask the question of why, 
Okay, well, you say this task needs to be done, but what is the reason this task needs to be done? Because nine times out of ten, it's, you know, like you said, well, because my boss told me or, or his yeah. boss told him. Not that, you know, okay, because it makes sense and this is why it makes sense. Okay, yeah, but then how do you make the argument? In this in instance, you had five or six officers and not all involved, obviously, beating him. But then how do you make the argument when the two paramedics show up and for 19 minutes they refuse to administer aid? That That is mystifying yeah. to me. You That's had one fucking mystifying. job and it's yes. literally to administer aid to the victim. Right. And you right. didn't do that. Right. It, at that point, your role takes over. Right. Like, I am here to keep this this man alive. Yeah, I don't you. I, I understand what you did. I don't know why you did it, how we got to this. But you're right. Your, your job is to save his life. And if you're waiting 19 minutes to do it, then... That that's another big problem and, and huge breakdown in the in the system. Yes, and I'll just say I, I think a, a lot of reason a lot of times when people don't intervene is because they're not the ones actually doing it or dealing with it. They've passed it along. You keep somebody between you and the problem, and you keep moving up. You know, now what'll be curious to see is if there's anybody higher up that that gets you know, and, rolled up in this thing. Well, and, and I think the important thing to point out here is, is that's all well and good. Right. And, and we're all saying the same thing, you know, pass the buck, this, that, the other. And that's great in white collar world where, you know what, my phone didn't work today because, you know, somebody screwed up. Nobody, if I screw up in my job, nobody dies. Right. Mm -hmm. Not knock on wood. These guys, I mean, they, they, there's a fine line where it, it is life and death. Um, yeah. And, and you have to be, you know, look, if you're going to go into that line of work, you have to be held accountable for it. And I, and I right. hope these folks are, I hope they're held to task on it. Yeah. yeah. What the, the, the problem I have to rectify is like I said, like with other instances, it was like two or three bad actors. There's what half a dozen or more bad actors in this situation. Right. Like, holy fuck balls. Yeah. Like, you would how hope, do, how you many, would hope among, how, among six people, right. somebody would have had a cool head and said, yeah. That many fucked up Let's that many people fucking screwing the pooch simultaneously at the same time in That's the worst scary. kind of way you can screw the pooch on a person. I guess for me, and this is this is silly for me to say, but I, I put myself in that position as a cop, and I think the only thing that would be in my head is like, if we kill this guy, I'm a cop. I'm potentially going to prison. That's not gonna end well for me as a cop. But I think the problem is they the problem is until recently. Yeah, until recently that's not been the situation. They thought they They've could been get away protected. with it. Until recently, what happens is is they get freaking fired and then they have to wait two or three years and then their fucking pension shit kicks in. They get, I, they, they I don't want to say get, they think they get away with it. It's not a they golden parachute. There's no real punishment. I've there, heard it's yeah. called a copper parachute or something like that because they're cops and coppers and the element, whatever. But um, I, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, <laughs> I think that's what happens is I know there was an instance out, I want to say in Arizona, where the guys like pulled that kid out of a hotel room and they had him crawl to him and they still shot him and killed him in any way. And yeah, they, they got charged and fired. They got found not guilty for a lot of things and they basically lost their jobs, but then their pension shit kicked in like a couple of few years down the road when no one else was paying attention. And they're like, we're good. Yeah. But I think they end up, it, they end up going but, to but here's security my, anyway, you know? Right. Here, here's my concern is somebody has to do this job, right? I mean, we, we have to have somebody to help kind of uphold the law. And I mean, if, if you, if I, I don't know, 
I'm unhinged I'm trying, jerk uh, off. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I mean, if you're constantly, you know, being put in these situations, and again, I, I'm I'm not talking about this situation in particular because I think we all agree this was it was a total clusterfuck from the get go, right. but. You know, if I've got to, you know, pull somebody over and walk up thinking that, you know, all right, well, you know, if this goes down or this goes down, you know, that could be my career and that could be my life. You know, what? and I'm making $30,000 a year for that. Right. Oh, fuck well, that. Well, bro, cops, the man, they make, they make like they make 60, 70, okay, they, they make good money, bro. Don't, you get my point, that. though, right? And right, right. I don't think it's good enough for the shit they have to put up with. Maybe not. I mean, yeah, I, I know, Thor, you already mentioned this, but four of the five had previously either been reprimanded or suspended by the department for various offenses. Right. But apparently based on the way that the, the system works, they don't check that that's not public knowledge in terms of like if there's an issue or something's reported, therefore they can apply for other jobs and nobody is the wiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's a problem because you're yeah. putting a, a well, known issue Back in a car. Is it though? I mean, here's here's the problem. The problem is, is they're not getting the tax dollars they used to get to fund and train and all this stuff. And they're all, I think most police departments are working at a deficiency because of all the bad press and, 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 and whatever they've been getting. And so what do you do? I mean, if you get a cop who's a veteran cop, who's come to you from another department from four States away, who has all these accreditations and whatever, I mean, you're you just happy to have a body. You, right. You don't have to right? train him, but now you've got another person you can put on, you know, patrol rotation. Yeah, but I don't think necessarily that individual starts out, you know, first day on the job beating somebody to death. But when when issues start to arise, they, I mean they could. They could. They all had it says here, they all had two to six years of police experience. So okay, they look, were rookies. Yeah. And all I'm saying is just communicate. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. And if and if somebody comes to you and they are applying for a job, you contact the previous fucking employer and go, did they have any issues? Yeah, they beat a guy. But, but just floors. like but just like any job, right? And, and, and Hoss, you may be able to attest to this. You know, there's only so much you I know. can say. Absolutely. And whether that's right or wrong, you know, I don't know. But yeah, you, I think it's, you know, did they work here and are they eligible for rehire? Yeah, yeah. Now, the eligible for rehire clearly should be should the, the, answer the trigger a lot that of says, questions. So probably not because they beat a guy to death. HR officials kind of have a loophole for that that they use, but um, yeah, yeah, the bottom LinkedIn and Facebook. Well, (laughs) the bottom, but yeah, but the bottom line is, is that if somebody wants to hire somebody, they're going to hire them because if they need to hire them, they're going to hire them. Right, it fucking matter. Well, and I get you know they're in this hot spot policing unit and they're the scorpion, but I I tell you what really sickens me is. In, in documents obtained by the New York Times, former officer Haley admitted he had taken cell phone pictures of the battered Nichols while he lay bloodied and wounded on the street and shared the pictures with at least five people, including a female acquaintance. See, that's just a fucked that's up fucking individual disgusting. that should be fried. Yeah. yeah and here's what I understand. Seven. I mean, that's a sociopath type fucking move. Like, yeah. Aren't there supposed to be uh, stopgap measures to prevent people like that from being cops? There should be. There should well, be. I'm, if there I'm are, really confident there yeah. is supposed to well, be. Well, clearly there isn't. There, well, somebody's not hired, but somebody's not leveraging that checks and balances appropriately. I right. mean, that's the thing, right? If if you have somebody who, you know, had a split second to make a decision, they made the wrong decision. It sucks. There's no doubt about it, right? But that's not what this case is, right? 
you know, it, it, you made the wrong decision and then you bragged about making the wrong decision. It sounds like, right. And yeah. that's like you I, said, that that's a fucked up. I mean, that's a serial killer in a uniform. Well, for and what's really fucked up is like, you'd have to be living under a rock to not understand the dichotomy of what's happening. And, and, and law somebody's recording, like, somebody's in the recording US in the last three to four years. <laughs> right. What, like it, I, uh, I just can't, I can't yeah. rectify this. I keep trying and I can't. And again, well, when you talk about split decisions, it's not like we're talking like the early 90s North Hollywood bank heist where two guys come out of the bank with a military grade AK-47s and bulletproof vests and they're shooting right. up a street. Right. This was a guy they pulled over multiple Supposedly cops, single for guy. reckless driving. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like what's it, well, wasn't stated second to him, decision? But well, you're right. pre- at that point, your prejudices play into the fact that, you know, like you said. You know, what kind of car is he driving or, or you know, what does he look like? Right. You know, and, and so those are going to trigger specific things in your mind that says, OK, well, you know, he's driving this old beat up piece of shit. You know, he's African-American, unfortunately, you know, uh, that didn't come out right. But you know what I mean? <laughs> um, right. It's unfortunate so, that that is the stereotype. But that's, that, that's, that's the thing that goes through that. their head. And those are what they're basing those decisions on. Right. You know, it, and yeah. I know. Go ahead, brother. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, there used to be, and it it was eliminated for a variety of reasons, the idea of profiling. You would look for certain signs, whether it's the state of the car, that the demographic. All the time. Of, still. And, it, and it's still, right. It's still happening, right? So that's really what we're describing that did happen probably just prior to pulling, pulling him over. Sure. And then there's the philosophy of like, well, you you go fishing where the fish are like you focus your efforts on where the highest crime is. There's also a risk of that's the highest crime. Cause that's where the most of your police are. Like you're create your, it's the self licking. I think <laughs> yeah, it's subjective I think confirmation. You're create, right. You're creating the statistics that tell you that's the most there because you aren't, you're not policing anywhere else. Right. I mean, and, and I'll use the example of like rural areas. Think about how much harder it is to police in rural areas where some of the shit that might be happening is on but dirt roads or back roads. Where that's where all the just, meth is made. You just don't have <laughs> officers because you're driving a long time to not police many people. Yep. As opposed to these urban areas that are highly, highly, you know, uh, highly populated with a lot of people that don't have good paying jobs. And then the crime starts coming in. And so you, while surging police, you think that's going to help. And maybe it does in some good ways. I hope it does. But it also creates that tension that's there. And then you start looking at like it's like it's the animals in the zoo, you know? Yeah. Treat people okay, like shit. Uh, they act like shit. And again, he was pulled over at 830. It's not like it was two in the morning. Right. It's not like he's out in the middle of the night up to and he may have been up to some shady shit. It says he was pulled over less than two miles from his home. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Look, I mean, it happens. It happens to everybody, right? I mean, you can be pulled over at any time for any given reason. Of course. He he weighed 145 pounds. Soaking wet. He's six foot three and 145 pounds. Yeah. And he posed a threat. What? To to six officers. That's my point, right? I mean. I'm fat and out of shape, and I feel pretty confident that, you know, I could have subdued him with with very little problem. He worked for FedEx, amateur photographer, and has a four-year-old son. Right. Fuck. And again, that's why I said at the outset, this is ass line news, because these Mm -hmm. stories are just fucking ridiculous. 
you know, from from the State of the Union debacle to the Tyree Nichols unnecessary death of of what all accounts appear as an innocent man who was in the wrong place at the wrong time and there was nothing he could do about that. We're going to have to come back and add that Andrew Tate in at some point too. Andrew Tate. Well, I was about to say, if there's any other stories that you'd like to throw out there. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Andrew because Tate I, is, uh, he's, um, he was born in America, but I think he immigrated to the UK with his family. Um, he was a highly successful number one kickboxer in the world in his weight class. And was very successful at that, and then became a an influencer and brand influencer. And I don't know if you guys are not I don't, you guys are not familiar with it. He got into this uh, Twitter debate back and forth with Greta Thunberg, where she roasted the fucking shit out of him. Look it up. Um, basically, called him Little Dick Energy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which well. is which is fucking great. And then he tweeted back, and supposedly because of the picture he took gave away his location Romanian uh, authorities in Bucharest were able to locate him and arrest him. They're saying that's not true, but it doesn't matter. It still makes for a, a better story. But this guy, this guy basically has made just a fuck ton of money being an influencer, a misogynistic pig influencer, you know, getting a lot of these guys and these younger generations who feel marginalized and who feel emasculated to, you know, making comments that, you know, he's, I mean, okay, it would take a half an hour to go over all the fucking asinine comments. This guy so, made, so, so he's essentially just a Republican. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. I mean, he's he's like, OK, is is go ahead. I, I, I honestly, before you mention his name, no fucking idea. I just Googled his ass. Uh, he says women belong in the home, can't drive uh-huh. and are man's property. He also thinks rape victims must bear responsibility for their attacks and dates women aged 18 to 19 because he can make an imprint on them. Uh, what? He's he's also made a comment to the effect of. Any female who works for you, sh- you should fuck her and sleep with her because now you've just dis- you've established dominance over her, and she now knows the hierarchy. Um, it's interesting because he's a he's been a re- I mean I think he's worth like three hundred and fifty million or some shit like he's 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 not a small fish. I mean he supposedly is rolling in it. Um, and part of the reason why is and he's he has said that the reason he moved and chose to live in Romania was because unless you're Unless you are deeply seated, and this is actually kind of true, I think, unless you are deeply seated as a rich white man in America or Great Britain, which are the two countries I think he has passports for uh, or citizenship for, unless you're deeply seated in those societies and politically aligned with powerful people, you'll never get ahead. And his whole love and, and reason he liked and respected Eastern Europe was because it's a wild, wild west. It's a free for all. If you're yeah. an alpha badass, you can amass any lifestyle you want. I just I'm, read I'm not going to say said, he's wrong, but yeah, I mean that's it, that's a bullshit. <laughs> his quote was like, "Everybody has access to corruption." I think, yeah, yeah something to that effect. I, I don't know. I I am not fascinated by this guy, but at the same time, I find it intriguing that someone who is this high of a douche nozzle is able to retain the following and respect well, that he's able to retain and follow with the outlandish, well, think, with the outlandish fucking things that come out of his mouth. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I'm go- I know where Prince is going. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, he, he was elected president in the U S right. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to tell you just based on clearly, 
on this alone, one of the things we definitely need to cycle back to in an upcoming episode, because we haven't touched on it since episode like five of season one is social media. And and we haven't talked about social media. We did it in episode five, season one, three fucking years ago. I think things have changed. Need, I think the landscape has changed. That, I, I mean, clearly that landscape is evolving in the unhealthiest of fucking ways. Wow. That this guy evolving. has 11.6 yeah. billion views on uh-huh. TikTok. He's the think, number one viewed person on TikTok, apparently by far. But I think, I think, Hoss, to the point you were making, right, and, and kind of what Grinch and I jumped on board with is – it's not him that scares me. It wasn't Donald Trump that scares me. It's the millions and millions of people that believe the bullshit rhetoric they're spewing that scares me. Because one person isn't going to be a big problem. Mm, well, they, they, but, but one person can be. That's what's probably motivated. It. One well, person it, can yeah. be a big problem. That is it, no, it. it's when that person influences everybody else yeah, that it becomes I, a well, problem. Well, you, I mean, I, 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 I would say. Anybody who has the charisma and the cult of personality to create focus for energy like that, it, it, it's worrisome that it's there, with, to your point. And they just give it focus. And I right. think of fucking They Hitler. direct people. Yeah, and that's and I'm not exactly where I was going. No, that. it's it. And it's interesting because part of what part of what Tate says, I, I think there's value in, which is what I which is what I find interesting about his situation is he goes out and tells these young men, listen. Put down your phones, step away from technology, go to the gym, work out, read, because his father, Tate's father, was a was a chess champion. Who thank, mysteri- you for, who mysteriously thank you for clarifying that, by the way, because when you started say, by saying some of the stuff he says, I agree with. No, no. He, he, <laughs> what, he, what he tells, him, what he's, what he so tells his, his young followers great, yeah. is go out and hustle. And he's like, you know, you're growing. When you are reaching adversity and you're reaching pain, pain is growth. You should be seeking, you know, seeking that. You should be running headfirst into that, not running away from it. Grow up, be a man. I mean, I think there's certain things that he says really latches on to these young folks because he's right, in my opinion, in that regard. But then what he does is he takes it five, twelve, a hundred, five thousand steps further. You know, and carries it way, way outside, well, you know, the I, realm I, of what is. But but is uh, that is that not part of it, right? Is, you know, you, you, you know, the first, it's the drug deal, right? The first one's free. I'm going right. to give you That's some exactly really right, good, Matt. really good advice that, that you should follow. And then I'm going to follow it up with some bullshit stuff yeah. to get you to, well, you listened to me here and he was right. So he must be right about this too. Yeah. I mean, to, jumping on both those points, uh, I'm with you, Haas. I mean, and I think the reason I would also feel comfortable because I do believe I subscribe to the view. You can learn something from everybody because I can also meter what I bring in from that person and know when I'm going, but not that. Right. And so that's why I don't, I don't get uncomfortable with hearing statements of like, well, the guy's a serial killer. So therefore everything he says must have no value. Well, no, it, it it might be wicked smart and have I was a lot say, of that's huge well, well, not only that, that, not, not only that you program. you can learn something even from the bad stuff right. because you can yes. learn well, this is what we don't this is what we need to look for to avoid this from happening again yeah. it, it's, it's your favorite statement that that i know you love to hate study history lest we repeat it <laughs> right well, <laughs> well and again what, like uh, i was just gonna say real quick but what we've learned is when people are unabashedly shameless it gives them gravitas yeah. And this dude is a self-described misogynist right. that promotes ultra-masculine, ultra-luxurious lifestyles. 
but yet he yeah. gets arrested. I don't know where that stands for human trafficking. Yeah. So he's a piece of shit, right? <laughs> well, know? again, the, the things that you're espousing in terms of what he's talking about, you know, being the hardest worker in the room, go out, you know, find adversity and face it. Uh, I can't tell you how many fucking posts I've heard from The Rock saying the, the Rock same thing. Says the same thing, but, but he's he isn't not a misogynist women. either. Yeah, right. And he's of. not. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, look at this point, those skeletons would be out the closet. That man's been in the Maybe. limelight entirely too long. But I, I'm just saying, he's he's espousing the same thing this kid is, but he he's just missing the other side of the coin. At least it it has not come to light that he is a misogynist. That he's saying that rape victims are responsible for what happened to them, and that women belong in the fucking kitchen. Look, even if you believe it, keep it to yourself. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, but that, that doesn't get you. That doesn't get you billions of clicks on TikTok and tons of money it's and followers. Bait. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you have to you have to have that that edge that's going to draw people in to say, even from the bad side, you know, of us, you know, look at us, we're talking about him, right? You know, so that you know, no new or you know, no publicity is bad publicity, right? Or all publicity is good publicity. So and how that work out for Alex Jones? Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I mean, and we've we've talked about. I can't remember the setting of the episode that we are culturally trained to look to those that we deem successful to emulate. Yep. And so, part of that is just it's just the way humans are made. You know, it, it's he is a leader by mindset and action, and therefore he has followers. Right. Yep. Well, and I mean, and, and, and to, to the credit, I mean, in the problem I kind of have with this guy is like, he has a base foundation for which he can, he has some validity, right? Like, I mean, he went out and worked and earned and fought literally fought for a lot of his wealth or a portion of his wealth. And, you know, and then he turns around and uses that as a, a stepping stone to get up onto a soapbox from which to preach a bunch oh, of hate shit. and misogyny well, and fucking douche, douchebaggery. Not only that, he has a platform in which to do it in the, you know, again, social media. Yeah. And again, you know, before having... you didn't have that option. And, and you know, look, yeah. these guys were around, I'm sure. But, you know, they were down at your local, you know, watering hole in the small town right. and nobody heard about them. Right. And if you were outside of that small town, now he's not anything to... new, but now you have a you have a microphone from which to scream and espouse that bullshit from and, and, and become, you know, international. Versus, and you know, and you've got the reach, the impact, and the influence to to do it. Really make uh, hopefully meaningful change, and you're not. And that's the sad part. You got eleven point six I mean, I think billion in mind, views. In his mind, he is making meaningful change because people are now buying into what he's believing. Not this guy. Not this yeah. fucking guy. No, no, well, no. I'm, and, I, and I was, you know, <laughs> I think I think all of us here are rational, you know, human beings, so we don't buy into it, but. There's a lot of people, you know, and I think, you know, Haas was kind of leaning towards this is that, you know, they, they do buy into it because, again, they they want, and I, actually I think it was Grinch. I apologize. They want to follow somebody. They want to be led, you know, and they look at it and say, OK, you know, this guy's got, you know, this extravagant lifestyle. If I listen to him and I do what he says to do, maybe I can have that, too. Yeah. Let me see how well that works out. Yeah. Well, I, know, we I just found it. I'm sorry. I, I just no, really found it. I mean, no, it was a good conversation. Another example to me of you got a lot of skills and talents and attributes of value. Could you not use them for good? For good. Instead, instead of get to a similar place instead of this bullshit. Right. And then, I mean, and when you're and when you're willing to pedal 
and garbage and uh you know just you know fake philatries uh, of human corrupt, life right you know disingenuous products or whatever and then i know the person's not uh, not good and I, I realize that's kind of a nebulous term in the world but yeah i mean this is a guy he could get run over tomorrow and i would be happy for it i think the world would be a better place yeah yeah and again, like, what does that say about you? It's like, Me? Uh, no, no, I'm saying about him. He gets run over by a train tomorrow and he's not missed. What's that say about your legacy? Yeah. It's non-existent. Yeah. So, well, I there we the go. Player and the game. That's it. That, there's our articles for today here on Assline News. Uh, that's some shit-tastic articles. And I appreciate your opinion on all of them and bringing them to the table. Haas, I know you mentioned this Tate guy before. I didn't know who he was, and I appreciate you bringing that up again. Yeah, I didn't know either. And letting us talk about him. Uh, I will not be following him. I, I really don't care. And if he does get no, by train, if that you, sucks, but, but, but if you get a chance, really really go look at his little back and forth with Greta Thunberg. Which, I mean, she just <laughs> she straight fucking burned his ass, and it was fucking hilarious. I would and correct me if I'm up. wrong. How old is she now? Mm, I don't know, 18, 19. Yeah, maybe, I mean, you're getting you're roasted on social media, but, but of course, I guess that's the that's the the demographic for social media these days well, is 18, 19 uh, years old, it, I guess. Uh, so, and I, I mean, in this just on that same point, I mean, she's not a shrinking violet, right? You know, whereas the kind of people he's preying upon have self esteem issues. Oh yeah, or in desperate situations, or just aren't smart. You know. All and, of the above. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, his, his service of like teaching you side hustles for $49.99 a month. Like, come on. oh shit. Do you have that web link? Yeah. You also know, <laughs> actually, it's, it's shut down. Damn it. That, that's my side hustle. I'm it's, just going well, to side hustle you out of 49 crea- bucks. <laughs> it's creatively called Hustlers University. Mm, see, when I, when I Google Hustler, I get something. Yeah. Larry Flint. So, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> That's, that's Google for <laughs> because you. Because that's what which, naturally comes up in your browser bar. <laughs> you what you watch, that's right? Why, <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, I appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and call this Look at the adult in the room. Uh, trying to reel us back. Get, Always right? one. There's got to be an adult in the room. Us. Unlike our unlike our uh, State of the Union address, there's an adult in the room today. Uh, gentlemen, I appreciate it. As always, please check out our website at aspiriteddebate.com. You can check out all of the drinks, the Kentucky Buck. It's a favorite. Mac loves it, and so do we. You can so check out the peanut butter it? and jelly. It was the Kentucky Buck, a Kentucky Buck, a peanut butter and jelly, and a Kentucky Buck. You guys didn't all use the same whiskey or uh, bourbon, did you? Because that would have been fantastic. I went, I went top shelf. I went Weller. I went top shelf. Nice. Big baller. Very nice. Yeah, I went four rows of single barrel. And Jim Beam Black. There you go. Nice. Uh, all right. So you can check out our website at spiritedebate.com, all the drinks that we have here. Any, any episode you'd like to listen to, it's in the vault there. There's a lot of them, a lot of hours to comb through. Please feel free to go out and listen. Or you can hit us up at the Full Horseman at spiritedebate.com. Uh, drop us a line there, a drink you'd like us to try, a topic you'd like us to debate. Maybe it's multiple topics. doesn't matter. We don't care. We'll talk about anything. Feel free to do that. Uh, movie lists. Movie list. If you'd like to drop that to Mac Bottom 003, that's M A C B O T T O M 003, Mac Bottom 003 at gmail.com. Movies that you would like Mac to watch, fucking send them there. Movies you consider to be a classic. Like, you know, it's a really, really long list right now. 
It It'd be atrocious if you knew someone who had never seen this movie. That's it. Uh, so you can go ahead and drop a line there and uh, movies you'd like him to watch. We'll get him on the list and we will make sure that he is moving that list along. Gentlemen, as always, thank you so much. I appreciate doing this with you week in and week out. I love you guys and I can't wait to do this again. I appreciate being later. done with you every week. Wait, being done with me? <laughs> like the end? <laughs> okay. views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.